That was sick. I wish Superman was here. I'd say, hey Superman, you mow the lawn while you're here? And he'd be like, yeah, I'm Superman. I know how to work the mower. Episode And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. And that's how Secret Invasion ended. (laughs) This is how Secret Invasion ended. We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, So who are we sponsored by, Brad? Oh, yeah. I'm calling their their website up right now. Okay. I'm just going to groove to this music for All a little right. bit. They never yeah. let us down, and they they make us happy. They are called In Stock Trades. In Stock Trades. InStockTrades.com. Get your. Uh, isn't that awesome? I love this music, Brad. You get up to 37 percent off of your trades and hardcovers, and no shipping on orders over fifty dollars. <throat> Uh, currently, the Watchmen hardcover, regular $40, you can get for $25.19. And with the movie coming up, if you're a fan of it, you can, that's a great savings on it. And you can use it to when you listen to the Legion of Dudes. Yes, it's awesome. Uh, their number one seller this week is Captain America Premium Hardcover Volume 3, mm. the, death, uh, the, the Man Who Bought America. $20 trade. Uh, uh, hardcover, I beg your pardon, for uh, $12.59. And I'm just going to click refresh on their page mm-hmm. so it randomly pulls up a new set of trades that they have on sale. And the, let's see, the Nova Annihilation hardcover, $35 hardcover, you can get for $22.04. And I'm going to do it again. Let's refresh. Boom. Daredevil Man Without Fear premiere hardcover. That. Did you ever read that? Frank Miller and John Romita Jr.? Yes, I did. Now, I read it a long time yeah. ago, so I'd have to be refreshed, but I did read it, and it's very good. Oh, it's so good. You can get the hardcover on that. $25 hardcover you can get for $15.74. InStockTrades.com. I mean, they treat us good, so you should you should go check them out. Man, I, I have those issues, but I want that hardcover because it's nice. It's very nice. I love this music. It is very cool. It just makes me want to relax. <laughs> Lean my chair back, you know. And read some comics. Yeah. All right, so. Oh, before we get into that, don't forget to check out the Legion of Legion Dudes. It comes out every Thursday where they explore your favorite graphic novels. They go in-depth. The Legion of Dudes. I just like that noise, even though it, I use it for a lot of things. The Current Affair? Yeah. The Legion of Dudes. <laughs> um, Did you uh, have something you wanted to read? 
Oh, yes. And I'm not prepared, so if you want to jump ahead. Well, uh, we heard from him on our 100th episode. Mark Johnson. Yes. Hell's Fire. Hell's Fire. Uh, has his own show, V for Vertigo. And he, and he does it with a young lady named Rebecca and I think another guy named Jonathan. He, uh, we mentioned on our show uh, that episode, you know, we said, hey, had, did you like that promo that he did for you? And he was like, huh? <laughs> I think he was asleep when he called, but uh, you know I love his voice. Yeah, because he's he just reminds me. I don't know what he does. He reminds me of like a movie character or something. Because he's so laid back and sounds just a little out of it sometimes. He's just like, huh? Hey, dude, what's up? He's like Keanu. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's gonna hate that reference. <laughs> he's the Asian Keanu. <laughs> you know, he's Asian. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he he's made reference to the fact that he was Asian before and you know June Bob was Asian hey it's good to hear another Asian or whatever <laughs> he's the Asian Keanu Reeves anyway this is the promo that Bill did for him I think we should play it you've seen the movies you've read the books now hear a few geeks talk about them well when angels fall they go to hell the, the noise it's like <laughs> even Yorick looks like a girl listen to V for Vertigo at vforvertigo.com the one and only podcast on Vertigo Comics, because everything else is just picture books. I like that tag too. Everything else is just picture books, and That's Bill cool. sounded great. Yeah, he always sounds great. He always sounds good. And oh you know, well. <laughs> now, um, I don't. I, hey, I think you should dorks. read this, Brad. Hey, you people are dorks. <laughs> What am I uh, reading? Can you get the to the Gmail uh, yeah. from? What day? Uh, uh, yeah, what what's his name? Lart. What day? Oh, it is December third. Laserah. Yes, Laserah. Hello, love the show, guys. Been listening to it for a while now. I'm trying to go back and listen to all the old ones, but I'm a bit lost because I jumped around. However, it works fine to listen to them over. They're still quite funny. Yours is one of my favorite open discussion shows. My top favorite right now, I guess. But I did love the focused topic episodes like Star Wars Saga, Indy, etc. It'd be great to hear some more of those soon. Alien Saga? I'm on board for that. Die Hard Saga? Terminator Saga? Or review Willow, Goonies, Labyrinth, Gremlins, or any <laughs> 80s stuff you'd like to discuss. I'm okay with the Legion of Dudes. I support them and all, but it's a bit of a different tone. Not as dynamic and occurrent. You know what? I'm not even sure that's an English word. A current? Is that hmm. is that a real word? I don't know, but that would make sense being that where he's from. Yeah, he's from Spain. Greetings wow. from Spain. He says, I love the show anyway as long as you do it. I don't really care if you guys ever talk about movie sagas, really. Just want to keep listening. Congrats on 100. Uh, greetings from Spain. And then his, apparently his name is, uh, I wouldn't know how to pronounce it, but Xerxo. X-U-R-X-O. Okay. Also known as Laserah on the forum. Laser. It's cool. We have a Spanish listener. Wow. So we're officially in Europe. That's pretty cool. Wow. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the kind words. And uh, that is that is pretty dang cool, man. I don't have any Spanish music. I'd play some. Okay. Spanish flea. Herb Alpert. Spanish flea, right? Yeah. Or is that what Homer sings? Is that the name of that song? I don't know. I don't think that song has official lyrics, but Homer put lyrics to it. And, 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 
I can even tell you the episode where he puts those lyrics in. It's it's when um, it's when Spinal Tap uh, comes to Springfield, and oh, yeah? and Bart that's Bart's first concert. Him and him and and um, Millhouse go to it. Cool. I'm gonna find that clip on YouTube. I bet you I could find it. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. While you search, because I think that's all the emails we're gonna do, Brad. At least for this one, is um. We want to talk about Secret Invasion. Now, the geeks did their call-in show and stuff like that. We didn't get the call-in because we were too tired. In fact, they right. made reference that you. this is the first show you never called in on, Brad. Right. Okay, I think uh, I found it. Let's see. Uh, here we go. This not it? Nope. It was a little Spanish beat. It is. A record star. Singers like Beatles, the chipmunk seen on TV. That's it. Why not a little Spanish That's funny. <laughs> Love Homer. I'm glad you found that. God, is there nothing on YouTube? Is there nothing that's not on YouTube? Yeah, is there you know, nothing what's cool about YouTube on? is that they've started doing widescreen. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously most of the stuff is, is four by three, mm-hmm. but it's it's available for widescreen now. And it's very cool. Uh, this may have already happened when I speak to it, but uh, check out our channel, which is youtube.com slash half hour wasted. Yeah. We have our Christmas Christmas card on there. We forgot to mention that last time. Yeah, we forgot so to mention it last time. Maybe we can edit but, that in. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, check us out at our Christmas card. And uh, we have a whole bunch of random videos that are on there. Uh, everything from my production uh, reel to, uh, to things we've done at Cape yeah. to Brad tearing up a comic book. Because of one more day, mm-hmm. I'll never but, live that down. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, speak. It. I guess this is going to be a Marvel episode. We can talk about Secret Invasion, which just wrapped up. The geeks it did have their to be episode. All Marvel, because I want to mention this too. Well, let's do that before we get into do this. this first. Okay. Yeah. The day after Christmas, I went to uh, the Duncanville Bookstore. Now, not the day after Christmas. Day after Black Friday. Bl- on Black Friday after mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. Thank mm-hmm. you. And um, they had a fifty percent off trades and hardcovers. Special going right. on. And statues. I got a really cool Spider-Man statue. Yes, it's very cool. It's in your office. But anyway, so I've seen the Superman Our Worlds at War phone book uh-huh. trade uh, that had, you know, it could, it, the, first they put it out in two books and then they combined it into one trade. Mm-hmm. So I got that for half price. It was like, what, twelve fifty or something? Let what me does see. It say I'll flip it over, and it's yeah, twenty four ninety nine. So you'd get for twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. I thought, you know, a big, huge honker book like that for twelve. I read half of it, and I wanted to throw it in the fire. Yeah, I don't know why this event never interested me. Well, I bought it because supposedly, you know, Doomsday came back in it, and he was different. Uh, he even died in it. Um, just some crazy things that happened, and I heard, you know, it was a decent story, mm-hmm. uh, and. Hey, let me see that real quick. Yeah, here you go. You know, it was it had the big Our Worlds at War banner on mm-hmm. it um, throughout all these books. And uh, I'm trying to find the list of books. Yeah, it was in um, Superman, Adventures of Superman, the Man, Superman Man of Steel, Action Comics, Supergirl, JLA Our Worlds at War, Adventures of Superman. Oh, I've already said that. Um, Wonder Woman, Young Justice, Superboy... The world's finest, our world's at war number one. I mean, it was a big event. Yeah, it was, a, and, and you know, it had a million riders. Mm-hmm. But I have never been more confused 
by anything than reading this trade. Can I read it when since you're done with it? Yeah, you can. And in fact, there's a part, there's a, a place in here where I thought Wonder Woman was hurt, uh-huh. like big time hurt, and then the next issue that comes up, her mom's hurt, and she's holding Hippolyta. Wonder Woman's holding Hippolyta in her arms, and so I'm just like, it was like they they didn't even bother to put these issues together chronologically. Really, it's what it felt like. Okay, it felt like it did, and you know, Mike Waringo, mm-hmm. God rest his soul. Yeah, he passed away. He was never intended. He should have never drawn Superman. You know, his artwork right there reminds me of another artist. Oh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, he did, um, he did the first JLA classified, um, oh, I'm going to have to look him up. I don't know. Keep talking. He never should have touched Superman. It just doesn't suit the Superman story, in my opinion. Oh, and another reason I bought it is because Aquaman died in Our Worlds at War, and I wanted to to read about how he died. And then, you know, that's when they brought Aquaman back as okay. the dweller of the deep or whatever okay. and all that weirdness. Uh, Ed McGinnis is the artist I was thinking of. Yeah, Ed McGinnis, um, you that, know, uh, he's not my favorite. You know, he's doing that. He's currently doing the, the Jeff Loeb Hulk, Red Hulk. Yes, yes. You know, and it works for that. Um, but for some reason, it doesn't work for me in here. But I'd rather look at his art than Mike Waringo's art in the Superman universe. Mike mm-hmm. Waringo anywhere else is beautiful and I love it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't work for me here. You know, I just thumbing through this, Brad, yeah. it, there is, it, it is kind of a struggle. Just looking at the artwork, that's the best way I can look at it. It doesn't look natural. It looks like there's a bit, bit of a struggle and it, it looks like it's trying to channel Ed McGinnis for some reason. You know, and obviously, since they was in three or four different Superman books at the time, uh-huh. and those other titles, they were all coming out. You know, there was a new chapter of Our Worlds at War virtually every week, sometimes two in a week, you know, because Superboy and Supergirl might have been published right, on the right, same right. day or whatever. But like I said, I only read half of it, and I just was like, I'm done. This is Ellen. Oh, Lex Luthor is president of the United States in this oh, okay. story. And that's another reason I wanted Ooh. to read. I just never read. What's wrong? I see that Joe Kelly wrote one of these these issues, and I'm not a fan of yeah. Joe Kelly as a writer. Well, there was a lot of issues I had with that trade, and um, and you only made it halfway through. I'd like to give it a shot. Please do. You know, mm-hmm. I hope I hope you can get through it because okay. I was just really disappointed. God, this may be a negative, a very negative episode. We'll get the Secret Invasion in a minute. I just want to mention because this this is kind of the same thing. I just recently read the Millennium, uh, the DC event, From Millennium. DC. And uh, it was an eight-issue series, and uh, Steve Englehart was the writer. And um, I thought it started off really good. And in a lot of sense, it's it's similar to Secret Invasion in that there's there's sleeper agents. They're they're the Manhunter. Did you read the current trade paperback printing? Of no, no. I actually had all the all eight you? issues. You know, on the on the um, cover of the current printing of that, it says something to the effect of. Secret Invasion No More or Invasion Secret No More or something like okay. that. So they obviously were doing a play on words of of, D, of Marvel's okay. big thing. Because, um, Let's see if I can find the cover of that because it, it literally makes you think, oh, what they're saying is that maybe 
DC's already done a Secret Invasion, right. and now Marvel's aping it or something. And and in in a sense, they're right because it, it's like Secret Invasion light. There's all these sleeper agents uh, who turn out to be Manhunters, who were the predecessors to the Green Lantern Corps, and 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 they're they have this chant. They they read like nobody escapes the Manhunters, or no man escapes the Manhunters, and and you know it. It started. I I actually liked it. The first six issues, I really liked it. But then they 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 started this new uh, the, this new super team called the New Guardians, which I think lost a lot of steam in the last two two issues of Millennium. Um, but what I did like about it is that it came out weekly for only eight weeks, and at the end of each series, it said, "Read these comic books to get the rest of the story." So it directed you what to read. So it, it was this big event, uh, told you where to go to get the rest of the story, came back and continued the story because they assumed that you've read these other two series. Well, that's cool. They would do that. And um, I just didn't care for the ending. I thought it ended with a real whimper. It it, it 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 was okay. It was fun. Uh, you know, I'm I'm glad I read it. I bet you, if I read the other comic books that were tie-ins to it, I probably would have gotten more out of it. But um, but ended with kind of a whimper. I really couldn't say I, I'd recommend it. Uh, just reading the series, just reading the Millennium all eight issues. The CG guys, the CGS guys, didn't really talk about it highly. Yeah, I can't find. I found a cover what it says is the cover of the trade but uh-huh. it's um n- it's not the image that I'm seeing in my head mm-hmm. and, and perhaps I'm thinking of something else did they did DC recently reprint another another um event that had a see that even the DC website is not showing the cover that I thought mm-hmm. anyway I thought it said something about Invasion no more or secret no more. Well, maybe they just did that in their promotional material. Maybe Maybe that's what it was. But Steve Englehart, we actually had him on issue 66 when we talked about Luke Cage. That was a great episode. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's all over the place. I I thought it started great, but it just ended with the whimper with the new Guardians, which is a new superhero team. But enough about that. How about we talk about Secret Invasion now? Okay, let's do it. Secret Invasion number eight. Uh, final issue came out. The geeks already did their show, and they talked a lot about it. Uh, I think we mirror a lot of their their opinions. Um, Brad, do you want to go first, or do you want me to, to yeah, go first? Let me see it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, you know, I I don't want to just repeat everything the CGS said, but uh, I was a bit let down with the way it ended with how easy it was for them to conquer the scrolls and the scrolls you know just turned tail and ran mm-hmm. um what i liked was that one ship that came down which opened up to reveal all the people that had been taken like electra mm-hmm. and dum dum dugan and the real jessica drew and fantastic uh Invisible Woman mm-hmm. and Hank Pym, they're all here. They're all, and Jarvis, they're, you know, everybody that's been replaced, they're in this ship. That was cool, you know, to see. And it explained why they saved them, why, why they didn't just right. kill them. Right. You know, so that makes sense to me. But the fact that the scrolls, you know, in a, in a matter of a couple of pages were just gone. Yeah, that, 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 that was very disappointing. The fact that, that all it, it took was Thor. Thor comes in, flies around, busts some ships up. 
they turn tail and leave. So he's that powerful. So so let's just keep Thor around, and we'll never have a threat again because apparently Thor can do everything. Or Thor's that strong. Um, a little, little disappointed. I got to ask you, and I don't remember, Brad, why, why did they have to go to the Savage Lands? Remember how the series started when they went to the Savage Lands? Well, I just... And there were all those those uh, duplicates, and there was a lot of confusion. I wish I had brought brought back my original seven issues. It has to do with with the beginning of New Avengers. At the beginning of that book, when it first started, they went to the Savage Land uh-huh. um, for one reason or another, and I can't remember. But it all ties back into that. Um, I, I can't. I can't remember. I know Bendis has been building this story for the last several years. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, but there was something about just the way that this ended. That okay. I like the conversation with Thor and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Hey, he says, "Hey, I'm really glad you're back with us. I'm glad we can finally." And Thor says, "Don't misunderstand my intentions." You know, I'm not. I'm not your buddy. Right. I'm still upset at you. That was cool. And Captain America walking away. Now it's not the Steve Rogers. It's Bucky walking away. But Captain America doesn't acknowledge uh, Tony Stark. Right. That's a very nice scene. I, <clears throat> I didn't. Uh, okay. And I know, like I said, I don't want to repeat what the CGS guys say, but I don't for a minute believe that the nation would put Norman Osborn in charge of the replacement of S.H.I.E.L.D., which yeah. is now Hammer. I don't buy it for a second. Well, while you don't buy it, I do like their explanation that tone, all of Tony Stark's technology has been compromised, uh, has been hit by this virus and stuff, so we can't use that anymore. So that's why they're putting him on mothballs. So that's why we're going to bring in this new head and this new technology. That that makes a little sense to me um, that they would at least put S.H.I.E.L.D. and Tony Stark on mothballs. Their selection to use uh, Norman Osborn is questionable. But I guess because he made himself look good. Yeah, because he shot the Skrull Queen. Yeah. Right? Which, again, shooting the Skrull Queen, I mean, here here we have these superheroes duking it out. To no end, and and yet it takes a simple gun, a simple rifle, a simple uh, what was it, a, a shotgun to bring her down. I can't even remember. Let me see if I can find the page. Well, yeah, it it's just so much build up, and to be over like that is is disappointing. It looks like it's some kind of big shotgun or rifle with a laser sight. I, I can't even find the page where he shoots her. Oh. Oh, it's a, it's like a laser rifle. It's a laser rifle. If that's what it is. Yeah, because there's this um, this uh, Wolverine's getting ready to thrust his claws under her head, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, from off panel, comes this laser beam and blows her head off. And then it turned a page, and Norman's holding the the laser gun. I I have no problem with big events as long as it's a good story. I don't care. And I thought this was building up to a good story. I think Brian Deemer had talked about how he wanted a post-world where where we were dealing with with having to get rid of scrolls. Yeah. yeah, I think. But it 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 was it was it was really just a switch that just the whole thing's over. And they definitely took this story to where nobody was expecting. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Norman Osborn is now in charge of Hammer. Is that what's called Hammer? Mm-hmm. And it, I, I don't know that it actually spells out what what Hammer means, but um, you know, it's abbreviated H period A period. I wonder. I'm looking. I'm trying to find out. I'm trying to. I, I'm looking it up right here too. I'm trying to see if I can find something online. Now, how? Okay. Now I can't even find a reference to to Hammer in the book, and I know it's it's got to be in here somewhere because we're talking about it. We know this happened. Yeah. Um, anyway, so and then I don't for a minute believe Doom would let Norman Osborn tell him what to do. Mm, I don't I don't I don't believe it at all. I to to him the the means always justify the ends, you know, so he's getting his foot in, you know, I'll play with you but in the end I'm going to I'm gonna gonna get my just dessert. I kind of see him playing ball for just a little bit, and I, just because it's it's gonna benefit him in the end. I have read briefly, page through the Dark Rain, uh, New Avenger, or what's it called? What I think it's in the back of the book here. No, it's not actually. What is the I name can't of that find book? What Secret Invasion, Dark Rain, uh, written by Bendis and penciled by Alex Malev. I read that. There's a little bit of explanation as to why Doom might be being involved in this mm-hmm. and why he might be letting uh, Norman Osborn tell him what to do. But, you know, I just... Norman Osborn... He, he's just not a big enough bad guy, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. And honestly, now, at this point, I can't remember whether or not the public knows he was the Green Goblin or not. I've lost track mm-hmm. of of that whole reveal if it ever happened. And so, if he's not, let's see, if he is publicly, if he has been publicly known as the Green Goblin, I don't believe for a second that they would have put him in charge of of Hammer. And and let me ask you, how did he come back? Because this is because I'm I'm real sketchy on my Marvel the, history. Norman Osborn, obviously, he died in Amazing Spider-Man. I think it was 122, okay. somewhere around there, when he was fighting Spider-Man. Much like the first Spider-Man movie, he got impaled by his own glider. Okay, okay, and then he died. Then, when the whole Spider-Man clone saga thing uh-huh. started spiraling out of control, uh-huh. they said, okay. In order to fix all this, what we're going to do is we're going to say Norman Osborn never really died. He's been in Europe for five years. The serum that made him strong and crazy mm-hmm. and strong also helped him. His healing factor uh, took care of, of the injury he sustained with the glider in his mm-hmm. chest. So it never really killed him. But he made like he was dead. So he could go to Europe, watch his son take over the Green Goblin mantle. And then, when the when the Clone Saga war uh, finished up, I don't know, I was trying to say something. Else. He wrapped came, up. Wrapped up. Thank you. He came back to the states and said, "Hey, guess what, Peter? I'm I've been I'm alive. I've been behind this whole thing. Your clone, mm-hmm. your Aunt May, really dead. You know that whole thing. You know Aunt May died in issue four hundred. Great issue. But this is before we even knew Norman Osborn was still alive and orchestrating anything. Mm-hmm. So." He never died in the alley. He was injured. He left. He went to Europe for five years. He came back. The cl- and then, you know, there's a whole thing about the 
Spider-Man wasn't the clone or he is the clone. Yeah, the whole stuff. Ben Riley, yeah. whatever. Um, just ridiculous. So that's why he's even alive in, in the Marvel Universe. Because he never died when we thought he died. Well, well, well Marvel has a, a much cleaner uh, continuity um, compared to DC. Yeah. It, it's when you have these decades and decades of continuity that things just kind of get crazy. And, and you know, you take something like, like uh, in, in Invincible from, from Image. You know, he mm-hmm. has a, a wonderfully clean um, continuity mm-hmm. that, that makes sense. But, you know, how old is it? Ten years, maybe five years. It's not that old. Right. Probably five years. Um, but, you know, you take invisible, uh, Invincible in 20 years, in 10 years, 20 years, whatever, and it's going to have kind of a crazy, crazy um, um, continuity as well. And that, that just happens when it, when you've been writing this character for so long and there's so many characters and people repeat things or people do things. And I assume that that the whole clone saga was meant to kind of maybe give Spider-Man a fresh start, but instead it just kind of goofed things up. Mess things up a little bit. Yeah, it really goofed things up. I don't, I don't know what their original intention was with that with Clone Saga, but you know, like we've mentioned a few times before, Life of Riley. There's a, a website. You know what? I'm just gonna we mention it, but then we never have actually said what the actual website is of that. But there's like a multi-part, multi-chapter story that this guy wrote. The whole. Uh, explanation. He, he did research on the Clone right. Saga and all that. Let me just life of Ben Riley or something life like that. R e i l l. But I mean, I mean, he. It, it's like a. It's like someone's PhD study on on the Clone Saga. I mean, they go into great detail of it. Yeah. And I've started reading it, and it's it's so high up that it's and so many parts to it that I've kind of lost interest in it. But but. Uh, you know, I'm sure it captures someone's imagination out there. But anyway, Norman's back, and I don't believe for a second they'd let him. They'd let him run the thing. Yeah. Uh, the life of Riley. Um, okay, that. I my my only my only problem with with it was just just how quickly it ended and just so all you needed was thor you know if thor had had started a little earlier all of this would have been over with sooner yeah um and the scrolls they have they they have endless possibilities because they can always be there they can always be infiltrating something uh but now that now that uh uh mr fantastic has figured out has figured out a way to uh to nullify that, that kind of gets rid of some of the fun, you know, uh, that that there could be sleeper ag- agents somewhere. Well, you know, and there may still be somewhere, but, no. you know, I don't, I'm just, I was really disappointed. I was really let down. I, yeah. You know, Dark Rain, to me, uh, insinuated the fact that the scrolls would still be around and they would be in charge of everything, mm-hmm. you know, and we were living under their reign, mm-hmm. you know, their rule. And, you know, now it's not, it's, I guess it's Norman Osborn, you know, n- nobody knows about the dark Illuminati or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call this group, except them, you know, and it'd be interesting to see if Namor's actually uh, a part of both groups. 
Yeah, that that was a nice touch. I thought was you know let's let's put Namor because if if there's anyone who's 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 stubborn, more stubborn than than uh, probably the most stubborn character out in the Marvel universe would be Namor, arguably, and maybe. Um, uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now. What's his name? Uh, Doctor Doom. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I've been looking through this whole book and I can't find any reference to Hammer. How do I know it's Hammer? Uh, I'm looking on Wikipedia right now and they are referencing Hammer here, what? but I'm not seeing what Hammer means. I th- didn't we? Have we been? Did they talk about it in this book? And if they did, I can't even find it. it. It's got to be towards the end. I know. I'm. I'm. Still, I'm I'm tired of looking for it. But anyway, here hand it to me. Maybe I can I can find it. But um, overall, you know, on a scale of one to five, one being horrible, five being being perfect. Um, you know, I would give it a a two point five. Do you mean the whole eight part series? Yeah, I really enjoyed the whole thing until this last issue. That's what ruined it for yeah. me was the ending. And 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 you know, while I enjoyed the ride, you know, I'm I'm trying to find a fair way to grade this whole thing because this ending is part of it. Much like Millennium, you know, Millennium was fun, but that ending is part of it. So you have to grade it Millennium, I'd probably give a 2. This I'd give maybe 2.75. You know, like like Steven said in Three. our episode 100, this is like the end of a season of a TV show. Yeah. You know, it's um, it's kind of like I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a show that that um, Seinfeld. Well, like one season, it was it was it the it felt a certain way. It was this type of story. Then the next season, it changed direction and it became. A different type of story, and it felt different. Kind of like, I guess, Prison Break is a good... And Alias? Yeah, Alias is also a, a really good... It felt one way one season, mm-hmm. and then the next season it just went a totally different direction. And, um, yeah, that's a good... I, I'm just not excited about next season. I'm, I'm pretty disappointed, actually. Yeah. Now, um, I'm, I want to go on record right here. I think Tony Stark is drinking again. Yeah, and I disagree with you in that... In that, um, I know what you're talking about. That one panel, that page right. where he's in silhouette. Right. It. I. Uh, my. Uh, it's inferred, in my opinion. Yeah. That that he's hit a low because he looks really sad. That won't. You know, he he's sitting in his office and he just kind of looks up, and and he just he just looks like crap. He might start drinking. I I, I think this is the beginning of his. I, I think he's going to start drinking again. And we know that. Coming up in the Iron Man book, the story coming up in that is called, was it America's Most Wanted or something? Like he's, I forget exactly what it's called, but basically he's he's uh, the bad guy now. He's the criminal. You know what, it might even mention it in the, in the very end of that, in the Cup of Joe article that's at the end of uh-huh. the issue. I think it mentions it. Here, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit. So, uh, uh, Stark Enterprises, uh, that woman is there. And she goes, a full-scale invasion into what went on will be conducted, and those deemed uh, negligent will have to answer to it. That's what uh, that's what Osborne's saying. Mm-hmm. And then the woman goes, well, ain't that a kick in the head? How long before they realize they just handed the keys to a Tony? 
Tony, are you okay? Are you okay? And then he turns and he goes, what? And he goes, well, you know, he's he's got a five o'clock shadow. He looks like crap. And he goes, what? Like maybe he was drinking. Like maybe he wasn't paying attention. Like maybe he was just totally depressed. I think I think he's he's going to hit the wagon again. He might. He definitely might. I don't. I don't get the. I don't get the picture that he's <clears throat> drinking at this point. But I think he's just. You know, it's a very good possibility that he might actually be doing so. Okay. And then it looks like at the end, it looks like uh, Norman Osborn is inside Avengers Tower. Yeah. Like he's like, that's his place now. I, mm. I just don't buy it. I don't buy them giving him the keys at all. I just don't. So um, World's Most Wanted is the name of that Iron Man story. World's Most Wanted. So um, so that's my rating. I give it a 2.75. 2.75. Yeah, because I, it, it's better than a, than a two and a half, but it's not worthy of a three. So I would have given it. A four, but the last issue brought it down to a three and a half for me. Three and a half. Yeah. You know what? I'll go and say a three then, because we're on a five. So I'd say three, and you're saying three and a half. It's just that last issue just kind of, it wrapped up too quickly. It wrapped up too quickly. It it definitely went in a a place, a direction that I didn't expect, which isn't necessarily bad, but Mm -hmm. it just happened to go to a place that, honestly, I don't buy for a second don't believe that would have ever happened mm-hmm. um you're not going to give a known criminal the keys to the kingdom you're just yeah. not agreed even though he killed the the queen scroll you're just not that's no. just i'm sorry i just don't buy it and dark rain just doesn't interest me maybe when i hear more about it i'll get excited about it, but right now i'm i'm not excited to read it so you know, maybe that, once it kicks off. I agree also. That some of it, you know, I'm really not interested in reading. Um, that coupled with the fact that a lot of the Marvel books are, are going up to three ninety nine, yeah, is really... Um, I'm actually feeling a bit depressed about Marvel Comics as a whole. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to a place that I really don't care about. And they're just making it harder for me to get the books. Yeah. You know, even with DCBS, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to pay four bucks for an issue. I'm just not going to do it. You know, I mean, it's got to be, it's either got to be more content or, or just a heck of a story. I'm very but a- angry at Marvel for, for going up to three ninety nine. And just, the fact that they're pumping out their trades so quickly after a series is over, after an event is over, mm-hmm. it just makes you want to wait for the trade. Yeah. I think, you know, I, on an earlier episode of our show, I said that I'd never stop buying floppies. Mm-hmm. But the way it's going now, I'm, I'm, you know, starting to, to think I'm, I may change my mind about that. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm definitely to the point where I, I want to cut down on a lot of my floppies for one reason or another. The story's bad or the price is going up. And, you know, I'm going to start going through my, my collection and pulling stuff out and having it bound, mm-hmm. you know. So. I mean, for for four ninety nine for 22 pages, that's a hard sell. 
They they really you know and don't give me this whole three ninety nine or three ninety nine. Yeah. Um, this this whole thing about like well it's better paper stock and it's stuff a card like stock that. cover uh, whatever whatever. Um, you know, in, 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 at the end of the day, it's the story that you get on that paper. And really, to me, it doesn't matter, you know, what the paper is like. It's just, if the story's good, I'll read it, you know. So, anyway, how about we wrap this up? Yeah. That's, a, that's enough to- secret invasion talk. I'll put the web address of the Life of Riley story. I found it. I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Instead definitely. of reading it off here. Okay, guys. Well, thanks to listening for a half hour wasted. Um, you can visit us at a half hour wasted.com uh, on the net. You can drop us a line at half hour wasted at gmail.com or at the comic forums. Um, also, you can drop us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. And uh, don't forget to listen to the Legion of Dudes. Every Thursday, where they take an in-depth look at your favorite graphic novels. Uh, Until next week, we'll see you next time on A Half Hour Wasted. Thanks, Limp Biscuit.